Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of the Sharp Dojo series. Um, I'm surprised I got that right because I've already recorded an SWM podcast today and I thought I'm going to get that wrong. Um, and I was say out here, so I'm not editing it. Uh, I'm your host as always, Billy. Uh, I am joined with the future talent uh, in Scottish professional wrestling, in wrestling in general, uh, picked, hand-picked by Looking Sharp from Looking Sharp Online Dojo to be stuck with me for about an hour. Uh, I am joined this edition by Tom Humphreys. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Billy. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, that name you may recognise if you're if you're a reader, avid reader of SWN in general, as uh, Tom is the man behind the Future Shock series. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely plough into that. But the first question is always the same. We're going to just go for the same one. What got you into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Oh, so wrestling, mainly, my mate was talking about it one time when he was around at my house. And I'm like, oh! That seems quite cool. He was talking about the Hardy Boys, the triple threat ladder match, etc. So me being me, I went away and had a wee Google, and that's where the rabbit hole sort of started. Um, I started watching mainly with Hardy versus Hardy at Mania 25. Just an utter car crash of an extreme spectacular. Like, it's up there as one of my favourite matches of all time, just because that nostalgia factor. And when we, there was a flood in my village in 2012. So we were bouncing around a couple of places and we ended up in a chalet somewhere and we had Sky somehow because I was just channel flipping and then all of a sudden, sorry, I just see Big Show come, bam, by Orton, bam, by Seamus. And that also had me utterly hooked. So yeah, that was my gateway. <laughs> uh, once again, in this podcast, the Hardy Boys come up. Is, I don't think I'm honestly thinking there's not one fan or one wrestler or one fan that hasn't had a Hardy Boys phase at some point in wrestling um, some still continue to do the death defying, some brandish their bodies with their symbols, it's just a, a very uh, weird thing the Hardys always seem to come up whenever I ask these things um, so right, so WrestleMania 25 uh, to me what, 2009 I was on the fence. I was going to say eight or nine. Nine, nine sounds sounds nine, two thousand nine. Right. Um, okay then. So, right, I'm just getting my here. So that nostalgia thing—that's exactly what I love because my my first WrestleMania was WrestleMania fifteen, which is not regarded as the best one, but it's my first one, so that's the one that I love. Um, even if I mean I loved Hardy versus Hardy because I was a humongous Jeff Hardy fan anyway, so that's that's all good for me. Um, so, who are your favourites initially growing up? Was it the Hardys and and that, or is there anyone that caught your eye particularly? Like, I've always been like a smaller guy, so I've always gravitated towards more underdog-based characters. So, you're like, so your Jeff Hardys, Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan was one of my first big proper favourite wrestlers, as well as obviously your typical big guys, your John Cena's, just because he's he's a superhero, isn't he? And more these days, I tend to gravitate towards people like, you know, Adrian Neville or Pac. He was great. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Darby Allin, Dean Ambrose, and mainly at the minute, Johnny Gargano. Just, I feel as if all these guys just have a great style look, as well as overall performance of every aspect of wrestling, really. Yeah, a lot of them are like, are like scrappy. Uh, not exactly clean-cut wrestlers that they kind of find a body part or they find a moment and things like that so um, really building in that, that story uh, in matches very easily uh, so you went from watching and now you're training to be a wrestler so how did you how did you bridge the gap between the two so I think 
when I was 13, 14, I'm like, right, I'm going to be a wrestler. Let's go. And I'm like, what do I do? Where do I start? So it took me a couple of years to sort of figure it out. I was just didn't think there was any schools in Scotland or anything until I actually went and had a look and found a school in Airdrie uh, run by TJ Rage. So I was like, hey, dad, you know, could you take me? And um, I think it was uh, early, mid-February, three years ago. Um, so it would have been 2018, roughly. Um, pop in the car, drive to Airdrie, and yeah, just find the gym, go in. And from there, it's just been fantastic. Just, <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely a weird transition from being a fan to actually doing it. But it's so not only interesting from a fan's perspective, it's awesome to do it from a perspective of a physical sport as well. Did you have much of a sporting background beforehand? Did you do anything like like uh, boxing? Did you see any martial art or anything like that? Uh, I've done boxing with my dad casually for years. Um, so I suppose I had that aspect to it. I did basic bits of weight training now and again, but that's probably about it. Um, so how was that then? Because, of course, the age of school, uh, much like both uh, in that, that particular promotion at the time, uh, was Matt's. And I speak to a lot of people from PBW, from, sorry, from PBW, we know what it is, uh, from PBW that uh, had to start on mats. And it, it can be good and bad, they find. Uh, what was your initial thoughts on it? I was just, like, initially I'm just like, this is dead cool. Everyone here is a wrestler. That's mad. Um, it's, I, I don't mind it. Like, the mats hurt like hell, but wrestling hurts like hell, so... It's a trade-off. I think it is just one of the best schools out there, not only just for the banter and what we learn, but I think what we learn from TJ, specifically TJ Rage, um, he's an amazing teacher, and I, I wouldn't rather, I really, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, I was just speaking to, to Paul Dawson. That's the episode I recorded today for the podcast. Uh, of course, he came through uh, the same school. I think possibly, maybe just be the the the. Uh, intake before you possibly um or just after I don't know can't remember I'm terrible in me but uh we're pretty much saying that that it, it kind of calluses you up working on a, a mat on the floor because there's no give at least when you're in a ring there's a little bit of a not a huge amount but there's a little bit more give um what so the bumps itself what was your first bump like what was your initial first reaction First bump, and as an asthmatic, I instantly went, okay! Um, yeah, it hurt, but at the same time, I knew, okay, that was also quite fun. So I think that mix of, oh my God, what the hell is happening? My nervous system just having a breakdown. But me also thinking, this is wrestling, this is cool, somehow worked, and it's... it's how do I put it? It hurts in the short term, but it's more fun in the long term, I guess. All right. It's so, part and parcel. That's, that's kind of like the middle ground. I've had people go, it's the worst thing ever. And some mad people, like an upcoming episode of Bradley Evans, who, who said that once he did it, he wanted to do it again and he didn't feel any pain. I was like, <laughs> you're nuts. So, that's <laughs> just the thought of it. <laughs> like, like, I am I, I'm also, well, childhood asthma and now I'm fat. So, kind of uh, helps, doesn't help with either. But uh, just the, the pure thought of it just makes me go, nah, I, I think if I went down, that's my first and only move of the day uh, being done there. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Krieger pointed out on Twitter, because I do my research. Um, that you, that you travel a fair bit to get to the training. Uh, how long do you find yourself traveling uh, to get to training? So I stay in Comrie, Perthshire, which none of you will know, because um, it's essentially in the middle of nowhere. So to get to Airdrie, it's about an hour, just it going along like a meh, like a really dangerous road, and then just on the motorway from Stirling. Um, it's it's a long drive. It can be a bit of a risky drive as well, um, but it's it's a big commitment and just 
more than massive props to my dad, my mum and my granny Meg, who've just not failed to take me. Like it's a grueling drive. It's an hour there and an hour back, and it's a lot of commitment from them. So massive props to them. I don't think I can put them over enough. Yeah. So I mean, like I, when I'm thinking an hour, I'm thinking, oh, that's just Inverness. That's easy, but that's A roads. <laughs> By the sounds of it, it's like you've got a, a fair bit of of uh, weird terrain, a horrible terrain to actually get to the motorway, and then motorway is just a whole other beast. Um, I hate driving so much, so like motorways, <laughs> I try to avoid if I can absolutely do it. Dual carriage will do, but a motorway, I'm just like, no, no, it's all right. I don't need to go anywhere that badly. I can, uh, I can't <laughs> take a train. Um, I've not passed my driving test yet either, so it's still just right. Okay, um, me just sitting in the car, just like I hope I don't crash. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that kind of one one of a immediate goal? Then once once things start, I don't know if you do driving tests just now lessons because of COVID. No, my test got cancelled twice. Driving is one of those things like you hear it everywhere. You want to drive here, you want to drive there, you want to get out and about and just get in a car. Just, Get a car and get my license is just top of the list. Yeah, it seems to be the way to, to at least, even if you're not wrestling, that's, that's like you're an asset as soon as possible if you can drive because mm -hmm. someone will need driven somewhere. Uh, I mean, I know myself, because I could drive, I end up having just weird or wonderful guests in my car doing uh, jobs for rock and wrestle. So um, it could be. And I wasn't even trying to wrestle. I was just trying to stay awake most of the time because there, there was <laughs> some amount of drives uh, for them. So we've done your first bump. What was the, what was the first? Uh, did you have you have you got into a ring yet? Uh, just... No, actually, I haven't got into a ring yet. So you, you haven't got the the fun of of the ropes. I hear that's awful. Awesome. I hear it's awful too, and I haven't experienced yet. I'm partly excited a, to be in a ring, but b terrified for how the ropes are going to feel just because it just like you turn against them it's just bang I've heard so I'm like no thanks just just don't do what Krager does because he's, he was saying his first few that you probably said to yourself as well that uh, he kept sitting in the middle rope when he was doing it so he not only got bruised at the top he got bruised right under his arse as well so that sounds like the, the just the worst experience but uh no, that's probably why he's went for the pleather uh, gear now, just to kind of avoid that eventualities. Uh, so in the interim, I should have checked when you did our first article for us, but you contacted me and you wanted to, to showcase some uh, up-and-coming Scottish wrestling talent. Uh, what, were your, what was your idea behind doing that? Um, and just just why? Why did you do it? So I was mainly having a look around the SWN site, just like, okay, I'm thinking about maybe contacting them for writing. What do they have available already and how can I fit in here, right? So I was mainly looking at Adam Morrison's um, wrestler spotlights, which are fantastic. I feel as if they're a great snapshot if you want to know a wrestler quickly, right? And it, it had a lot of the young talent that I know, and I'm like, I can take something similar to this, but expand it. And let people understand and know what makes these young talent great and how great they're going to be. Because across Twitter and across my various social medias, I would always, you know, promote and just share a lot of things with plugging it. And I felt as if I was quite well at the whole plugging it bit. So I thought, I'm quite good at writing since I was a kid anyway. Why not? Let's just combine the two and let's see what happens. So, obviously, first one was Danny Edwards, asked him a few questions, put it together, and, well, here we are. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I didn't know what your, your uh, like process was for it. So, um, so you, you contact the person you're writing about just to get a little bit of an insight to their character, a bit of a quote or two, and then just build it from there. Yeah, just who are you, what are you about, some basic bits of info, and then I'll plug in the rest essentially ah, well i'm learning stuff from this now um, <laughs> yeah that's that's the the thing with like i want anyone who's passionate enough to write for us because um i'm passionate but i'm not really great written word um i'm not really great verbal word either but 
I could provide the outlet for it. Um, so if I get other people like Adam, yourself, uh, and uh, like Westy, and things like that involved, at least I know that the passion is there. Even if I have to go back in afterwards and go, right, I can, I might have to change a little bit of grammar. I might need to, to move stuff about. I might need to put a paragraph here. If that's all I have to do, I am more than happy. <laughs> so I've had one sent to me that, that I've had to just do, I've literally had to write it myself afterwards. Not yours, not definitely not your stuff, but I've had stuff sent to me that I'm like, I literally have, I've literally written all this myself. What was the point? Because uh, I've had to correct everything. I've had to, I had ones that were like, um, every every first letter in the sentence was a capital. And by the third paragraph, I'm just like, what? What am I doing? What What is the point of this? Now, <laughs> just. It's, it's not a great experience. That, that, that's the life behind the site. But uh, no, your stuff is, like I say, I might have to just like maybe put a paragraph in. That's literally my work with your stuff. It's great. It's, I, it's, okay. If I could spend less than five minutes on checking it and then scheduling it, then I'm very happy. So thank you. Thank you for contacting us <laughs> and, and doing it. Um, uh, to be fair, it was actually Krieger who sort of gave me the confidence to do that as well as Adam Morrison, because I was thinking about maybe writing for somewhere else. I can't quite remember where it was. Contacted Adam because he was an editor, for editor, I think, for that site. So there was a PWI show coming up. So what I did is I went and wrote a preview for it and then checked it with Dick. And he's like, that's great. And I'm like, oh, okay, awesome. So I sent it, didn't get a reply. Sent it again, didn't get a reply. So I thought I'd come to you guys, see what you thought of it. And... If I didn't have Krieger and Adam there, I don't think I would have done this. So mainly big thanks to those two for just giving me the initiative and just going, yeah, go for it. And um, I'm really proud of the work I've done so far. Um, and it's allowed me to build up my confidence in writing in general, as well as help with my networking. And whilst I, I know I have a few flaws in my work, yeah, I can constantly see improvements mm -hmm. and that's very important to me as well. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's uh, not like your contact to folk and just randomly go in, oh, can you answer a few questions and then you're putting it just into the ether or of that at least. Um, I mean, with our site or any other site, there's a, a name behind it. I mean, I have no idea what, if you said you wrote for us, would would open. I don't think it would open many doors, but it might, there'll be some companies that'll go, oh, I've heard of them. So at least you know who it is. Uh, I was speaking to, to Molly Spartan and uh, she when she put out the big post about if anyone has a podcast, I will be on them. And I was like, all right, well, I'll message her because that's fine. And when I was speaking to her, she was saying she got a lot of messages. It was just folk going, can I phone you? <laughs> it's like, like, no, <laughs> I don't know who you're with. <laughs> so at least you got like, yeah, at least you can say it right. It is for something. I'm not just asking you some random questions. Uh, how, what, has there been any particular favourite ones that you've done of those Future Shock articles? Any that you've, you've any standouts, uh, whether it's contacting them or writing it? Um, everyone I work with for Future Shock is fantastic, and a lot of the boys are proving my work right. So you have your big guys who are now in ICW Ian Skinner, Logan Smith, Daz Black. Um, don't say that name um, Alex Parker um, there's so much great talent that are coming through and I feel like the rest, Scottish wrestling Notre Dame is all of a sudden um, I feel as if the one I wrote on Dean Ford was quite good as because he has a kickboxing background and I have a boxing background so that relate quite well so I feel as if what I could get out of that and what I could portray with him was fantastic and just all of them have been fantastic fun to write. Just, just okay, how can I get this person over and how can I, you know, help them in their journey? That's one of the big important things to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you realise just how doing, like, a little bit of writing or just a little, like, tweet can just boost someone's confidence. I'm sure when I put them out or when you when you share them and you have someone go, oh, that was really great, right up on me. It's like, yeah, okay, right, let's get the next one done. Um, 
it gives you a little bit of a boost. Uh, for as far as Scottish wrestling in general, did you start watching it after you you started training, or were you going to shows beforehand? Uh, what was your kind uh, of experience was there? So I most started with British Indies, and then when it came to Scottish wrestling, I started only watching it after I'd started. I heard I've heard of ICW and stuff, but never properly went or anything. So after got started, had a look at a few ICW shows, a few shows here and there I could find on YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, first actual indie show that I went to was Fair City Wrestling in their last show in 2019. With um, I was genuinely blown away by Ollie Silverstone versus Tri Spike Trevay. That was, no, not Spike Trevay. Uh, Spike Tierney, was it? Spike Tierney, sorry. Apologies, Spike. Um, that match blew me away and it was just fantastic to be in a wrestling crowd again but yeah. yeah it all started after I started training alright okay so that that must be totally strange then because so you're coming in seeing TJ Range and he's just a, a mountain of a man but you, you would have had no kind of range of what he's done what he can do um, I often kind of credit him as being like um like Scottish wrestling's big show because he's big, but you can you can put him anywhere. He's just a utility man. You can put him in a main event, and it'll be fine. It'll just be that's what he needs to do. You can put him in the first match, and he'll do what he needs to do. It's just a is a, 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 a chameleon. You can just just if you have TJ Rage on, you're going to at least get a solid match at the very least, um, and you can just be anywhere in the ring. So, uh, who else was in your your first kind of class then? Is there anyone that's still active that you were training with? So I remember vividly, right, I'm just standing there just looking like a wee nervous boy who's lost his mum in Tesco. And so we're lining up, do the warm-up, and my first tie-up was with Emily Hayden. Uh, so she's had a massive impact on my development as a trainee. You have all your main um, Airdrie talent from right now. You're like so Stone Malone, Hal Rayner, Jason Hyde, Uno Raw, Dean Ford. Like, there's so many amazing talent there, as well as, like, your up-and-comers who haven't debuted yet but are going to go far. There's so much amazing talent in that school, and they're all just... We've, we're a bit like a family, I guess. And it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that school, Teacher Age has probably produced some of, well, pretty much, the next generation, uh, the ones that are coming through now, um, because of things like... Uh, ICW or WWE Network. Uh, there seems to be a lot of of uh, guys that that Rage has had a hand in in uh, mentoring or, or training, um, which is just yeah phenomenal. The, the amount of people that are, that are coming through and and I mean it is a bit of a dip at the moment with like wrestling, obviously for obvious reasons. There's no shows oh, on, yeah. uh, and other things that happened last year, but there seems to be a lot of groundwork ready just to to burst once once we can actually get some crowds in front of right. us. I think Scottish wrestling is going to blow up when we get back. And I may or may not have an article on that coming out soon. I'll keep an eye on that. Um, so the reason you're on the show, uh, the reason you're, you're on this particular uh, one, the Sharp Dojo series, is because you're nominated by, by uh, Luke King Sharp to be on, because he nominates one person a month to be on these shows. Um, pretty much his reasoning he gave to me. I don't need much of a reason. He just tells me who, and I'll just I'll just contact him. But um, he, he was saying that he, you've been there pretty much the first. Uh, as soon as he put out the dojo, you were there. Um, so the classes that he's had is things he had himself. Uh, Krieger was on doing tag team wrestling. Uh, Salina Dalarenta, uh, Buffa, and of course, as of writing last night was uh, just incredible. Last night, Friday. Right. At some point, very, yeah, very recently. Um, what what made you want to get involved with the Looking Sharp Online Dojo? What's your thoughts on the, on the classes that's been so far and what have you taken away from it? Uh, it's an amazing resource for anyone, any trainee, anywhere, right? Get involved with the dojo because it's fantastic, any experience level, right? Like, and for someone like me who hasn't debuted yet, it's been great to get a genuine wealth of knowledge from so many different people and get so many different insights and aspects of wrestling. Like there's been so many great 
little tidbits here and there that I've picked up as well as the big taking points from each lesson. Like we've had a lot of great names and we have so many great names coming like soon. Uh, Bull James, Hector Guerrero, Doug Williams, like, and I was just mainly looking to get back into the loop since, you know, no training, not much going on. You know, I sort of fell out of the loop of general Scottish wrestling a little bit. So it's helped me not only get back in the loop, but it's helped me be more focused for when things come back. And it helps us develop away from the ring as well. Because there's only so much you can learn inside a ring about wrestling. Like there's an entire there's an entire aspect of wrestling that is always outside of the ring. And it's good that we're learning these things, even if it is online. It's still knowledge that we can use throughout our careers and can really help us define ourselves as wrestlers as well as people. Uh, I quite agree, Matt. I've, I've, only ever, I've only done one, which was the Krieger one with the tag team um, stuff, because as interesting as it would be, I'm not wrestling, so I'm literally taking a spot on that Zoom call, which I don't need to be uh, there for. But even with the Krieger one, I was writing notes. I don't know why. I, had, I was just like compelled to write notes. I had a page full. I've got an entire folder here full of notes from the dojo. It's <laughs> a notepad. So like I've gotten so much out of the dojo already, and we're barely getting started. It's fantastic. Do you find that when you after you've you've been on the dojo and you watch a wrestling match afterwards that something pops in your head from that class? Because again, I had it from the Tiger one. I watched a tag match after his seminar, and I was like. Oh, right. I can see what's happening there. I can see there's a little bit of subtle psychology. Uh, did you find that also? Yeah, like last night I was just sitting watching just a bunch of past WrestleMania matches and I'm just, oh, this thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing. Oh, he told me that. Like, there's so many little things that I recognise about wrestling from not only a trainee perspective now, but a psychology perspective that I've got from the dojo. It's... It's, fan it's a fantastic resource for especially someone like me who's still learning a lot about the outside aspects of wrestling. Like, I overanalyze every single wrestling match now, and <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, the last 12 months, of course, it's seen an increase of these, not as much as I would, would have thought, but there's been an increase of online seminars because of not being able to go anywhere. So I uh, likes of... of Lou and I think uh, FPWA do one as well. Um, is that kind of just been? Is that just been your life since since lockdown started? Just finding these kind of web seminars, watching wrestling, and uh, going doing. I think you've got a home gym, do you as, as well? Because oh yeah, boxing. yeah, I've got Gary's gym, uh, which I spend most of my time in. Just if I need a therapy session or if I'm bored, I'm just going to go bench for a bit, like. <laughs> Um, home gym I'm very grateful for and I know it's, a, it's something that a lot of people don't have so I'm going to take advantage of it um, uh, lockdown life's just not changed that much just college is online now as well as just continuing just with wrestling and just watching wrestling analyzing wrestling keeping up with the news and stuff like that as well as just my weight training and my cardio training that's about it just those things on repeat <laughs> Uh, well, I, when, when this first lockdown started, I, I was in college. Um, well, I was doing like a part-time course. So the last few weeks was Zoom. And oh, it's just how you can do that every week. I, I don't know. I did it once a week for about a month and I finished my course by that point. And I was like, oh, thank God. Not like the, the course itself's fine. It was a childcare course because um, it, was, it was free for men. And I was like, Oh, well, that's a qualification to put in. It might be interesting. Um, it's more other people using the technology that I hate. <laughs> so it's, there's a, always the old person who has the camera up their nose um, and just people that don't know. At first, for the first like two or three, I, I said my camera was broken because I just sat there. Just, <laughs> I just sat there. I don't know how, but my wife came in and asked me if I was okay because I was just... I, was, I didn't think I was, but I was physically furious at these people that they couldn't work out to use a camera <laughs> it's just like no nah, camera's not on because i'm just looking at them like i hate you all just, just always just work your stuff <laughs> um yeah so 
but I mean, pre-lockdown, again, was it just pretty much the same? College, uh, workout, wrestling. So, yeah, yeah it, it changed. It was roughly the same. Like, majority of my weeks would build up to Sunday, train, and then go again. Um, but now that Sunday, that aim is gone, so it's a little bit weird. Um, I suppose it's just about getting through the week and then just restarting it at this point, but... When wrestling comes back, I'll have that end of the week aim again, which will just help me just keep on that loop again. So, fingers crossed for back soon because I need to give somebody a euro badly. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, what kind of matches to be watching? Then is there anything like some stuff that you want to take from, or just stuff that you want to learn psychology-wise? What's 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 been your your most recent matches? Um, so I've sort of gone back and just watch some of my favourite matches again so like one of the most underrated matches in my opinion is Rollins versus Balor versus The Miz from Mania 34 for the Intercontinental title that was fantastic like it's all energy from the word go there's so many great spots and if you if you just watch that match in isolation you wouldn't be able to tell The Miz is a heel like it that match works so well as a Wrestlemania opener it's fantastic um, I've been going back, <laughs> been going back and watching some of Brock Lesnar's matches just because. L- look at him, just. <laughs> There's something fun about Brock Lesnar killing people for 15 minutes. I don't, I don't know what it is, and as well as keeping up with just your bigger shows, your takeovers, and just as trying to keep up with as much class wrestling as possible, really. Uh, yeah, Brock's matches like, especially when he's got a smaller guy. If he's got uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, as the ones that I think off the top of my head. I mean, as much as folk give Balor at the Rumble, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the fact that oh, good. people give Brock like flack, he he is a machine, and when he's on, which he very rarely isn't. He's just an, mm. he's just an absolute beast. Even it, it wasn't the best match, but him against Braun versus Kane at a Royal Rumble. Um, didn't watch it. <laughs> it wasn't great, but when Brock was in, he just tore through folk, and then mm-hmm. then there were some bloody bits, and then he just ripped through people again. And it's just uh, on for my money. I, if if you said like ten years ago when I started when or whenever Brock came back, uh, twenty fourteen, I can't remember dates are a mystery. Um, when he came back, it's like oh, I, I don't think Lesnar's ever going to be my favourites, but my favourites are probably your Brock Lesnar's, your Randy Orton's. Oh man, give Randy Orton twenty minutes and he'll you'll probably forget the first fifteen, but those last five, he'll just do something special. <laughs> I'm not sure most people are going to agree with me when I say this. Randy Orton is the greatest wrestler of all time. I'm not going to argue with it. Matches I've seen, like, just last year, like, Mm -hmm. I was just... I don't know what it is. It's like, they're not particularly exciting matches, but I think... But they make so much psychological sense. Yes, that's it. Everything he does, every movement he does, there's a point, there's a a reason for it. Um, I think now he's gotten out of, like, uh, like Chinlock City. He's Mm -hmm. just... Every every little movement. I mean, even... He's making the oddness of this Fiend stuff work as well, I'm finding, Mm -hmm. just from an acting standpoint. I don't know whether that's his kind of plans... Uh, after wrestling, is uh, and he's just getting his his uh, acting chops in. Um, but yeah, Randy Orton is is phenomenal. Um, so as uh, so a WrestleMania matches, of course, when this goes out, it will be night two of WrestleMania. It's going to April eleventh. Oh. So um, we'll, we'll probably just, we'll, we can. Well, I'm not going to edit either way. But yay, Drew's won, and oh no, Drew's lost. So that's that story. Uh, let, let, let's be optimistic. Yay, go Drew. Woo. Um, are, are you staying up for? Are you staying up for the pay per views right now? Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think I'm more excited for Takeover. I think I'm buzzing for Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai because 
I don't know how far Io Shirai is going to be launched, but after being put through a wall, I can't wait to see how far she gets launched. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm staying up for TakeOver because I have to pick and choose these. Uh, if I'm going to stay up for them, it's going to be WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. Because if I go for, if I start TakeOver, I'm just going to stay up for all of them. And that's not good for anyone. Well, especially uh, That's customers. my plan, so... I may or may need, might need to stock up on some of these, but yeah, I've, I've I'm trying a uh, moose juice at the moment. I went into B and M. Oh, I've heard of that. Well, I went into B and M, and it was Monster was a pound thirty. And I'm like, ah, that's a bit pricey. Or a moose juice was eighty nine p. I was like, I don't know what I'm picking. So this is a uh, green apple, and it tastes like green apple on steroids. So it's it's really. It's, it's really ticking the box. I believe like that company are very like protein and like fitness based as well. So like that might be why BCAA is probably some L turny something like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't, don't know half the words mean on this the, the site here. But yeah, BCAAs is, is definitely there. Um, oh, well, I just like it for the taste. Really, that's, that's good. Although I found that when I was doing Thunderdome, still doing Thunderdome um, when I can. But if I have to. That's it. I'm now at an age where two is too many, and I'll just sit for the rest of the evening with my heart going, going, I'm going to die here. And I've just watched a really subpar show, and <laughs> it's not worth it. Um, Another three hour roll. God damn it. Oh, no. Like, I'm, I, think, I'm thinking I might actually grab some pre workout before takeover or something like that. Just as mad as that seems, like it's very potent and it's very caffeine based. So I'm like, might sacrifice a scoop or two. Um, uh, I, I tried to stay up for I stayed up for two Raws on Thunderdome. The first one, it was the night after a pay-per-view, and I was like, that's a stupid idea. I, I went to sleep before the main event. And the second one was when I had that weird countdown um, between the Hurt Business and the New Day, and I missed it because it, I after, after the first ad break, I was like, what am I doing? It's, it's too late. I'm going to sleep. And then it's, I checked yeah. my phone before going and it's like, oh, big botch at the show. I was like, what? I've literally just... What? How? I, <laughs> I actually fell asleep during a WrestleMania. Um, it was after The Miz versus Shane McMahon, I think. Whatever that mania was, I just... Uh, two years ago, I think it was. out entirely and just missed the entire the rest of the show. Actually, for the 2020 Royal Rumble, I had a spectacular moment of luck. I fall asleep after Asuka versus Becky Lynch, and I wake up just in time for the Men's Royal Rumble. <laughs> it oh. was spectacular. Oh, what a night. Just... And, and that is my favourite Rumble of all time. And it's probably my top five matches, for sure. Uh, as, as far as Rumbles go, I'd, I'd, I'd have it maybe a very, very close second. 2001 still, still the one for me. Just the hardcore section of it. Uh, Kane and Undertaker reuniting. Uh, Kane getting absolutely pummeled into oblivion with a chair at his face. It's just, that's that's the one. But yeah, the, the Drew winning was just phenomenal. That was your, that was your last it, pay-per-view fight. I love that rumble because... Everyone's like the Brock thing goes on for too long. Yeah, that's the entire point. Um, I just love someone coming down. Right, I'm gonna take up. No, you're not. Right, I'm gonna take up. Right, no, you're not. And it's it's just that forever until Drew hits the claim. It's so good. And then after that, you get the Edge return, and then the big brawl with Rollins and his gang at the end. It, I love that Rumble to bits. Well, I watched it last year because usually during about Rumble time, I will watch some old Rumbles just because, you know, it's the Royal Rumble. It's the best time of the year. WrestleMania is great, but it's the Royal Rumble is the, is the Royal best Rumble. time of the year ever, yeah. every time. And uh, I was watching it with my wife in the room who, who has a passing interest. She'll go to shows and she loves a Rumble because it's very easy to understand. There's not, not a lot of story when it comes to Rumble. It's throwing a guy over the top rope, two feet at the floor. That's it. Nothing more you need to know. And we were watching it. It's a year after she was watching it going, oh, Edge is back, great. And then she was going, no, don't eliminate Drew. I, like, I told you who won this at the time. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting excited watching it, but 
you know who wins this. Why are you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the magic of the rumble. It's just the best. I've never, I've never rewatched a match more times in the space of twenty four hours. Like because I watched it that night, and then I watched it again when I woke up before college, and then I watched it during my college lunch just because it's so good. It was one of those things as well. It's like you're you're not quite believing it that Drew won. Yeah, it from like it drew winning and the Edge return. Like if you didn't cry at Edge's return, like are you AI? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, right, I'll, I'll dive into some of these fan questions because uh, there's some weird and wonderful ones I've got here. Um, so I'll go to Instagram first. We've got Sean B underscore two thousand one. <laughs> For a question that I'm just I'm furious at, but I'll read it. Uh, why is Otis the the goat? I'm assuming that means greatest of all time for the youngins. Yeah, um, I think Otis is the goat because a um He's a big boy and he has Mandy Rose, and that's something we don't have. So it's too weird. We, we, can't, we can't even compete. Isn't it weird though that like he's now he's now aligned with uh, Chad Gable's Alpha Academy, and they've never mentioned Mandy since she left. I know. Like, just, where's, what's happening here? Are we going to see them together at WrestleMania? I just want the book. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like I like Otis more now that he's just Chad Gable's big beefy pal. That did. I didn't like it. I didn't get it. I, well, no, I understood why people liked Otis. I just didn't. So I'm so glad to see him just being a big beefy boy that just batters folk instead of Otis, uh, as he was before. Um, I've got Stone Malone with a question that's, that's slowly becoming a, a staple. It's going to be added to my stupid questions. Uh, what's your favourite McFlurry? Oreo. Wrong. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's just simple, like, it's not too extravagant. It's it's always going to be on the menu. Like if their ice cream machine is working, like it's not something I need to wait once a year for. Like it's always there if I want it. it it's it's just simple. I mean, I, I can't get past Smarties. I think Smarties is the best one. Oh, the thing is, I I don't go to McDonald's often, and I've never really branched out into the outer or outer McFlurry <laughs> universe. But um, maybe that's something I need to give a go. Uh, yeah, that's the ones. But yeah, I don't often have them either, just because mainly because of of did I mess if you're eating it in the car? Because it can be messy. Just just give me a wrap and I'll be quite happy. Don't need to mess about with chips because they're just just salt. Um, we've got Adam asking Michael Sidgwick. Explain. <laughs> oh no. Um... <laughs> I had to Google who Michael Sidgwick was, so... Now, Michael Sidgwick is a writer, and I used to really enjoy what he wrote, and he's a fantastic writer, and I'm not going to take that away from him. But when your writing is so blatantly biased, and you're so far up Tony Khan's parts, it gets unbearable. Like, some of his, like, a lot of his work is just infuriates me, like, not only as a general fan of wrestling, because it encourages this war divide between AEW and NXT. Just shut up. Just enjoy the wrestling. Stop being a little bitch. Uh, basically, um, yeah, it's, I just it just creates a further divide between fans. And it's just, we can just enjoy all the wrestling. Just stop being at each other's necks, man. Just enjoy the wrestling. Absolutely. I mean, I don't watch AEW. And you would never know that I don't watch AW because I don't say anything about it. I don't I don't enjoy what I've seen, so I don't I don't bitch about it basically. Yeah. Um, like it's just I can enjoy both. Like, do I like the young bucks? Not necessarily, but you know, not like I'm gonna say that on Twitter because I'm gonna get a million fans coming at me explaining why they're psychological masterminds. Like just just let me just shut up, deactivate your account, and let me enjoy my wrestling in peace. Thank you very much. Go away. It's as simple as that. that like, you see me tweeting about like wrestling, like WWE and NXT all the time, but that's because that's just what I gravitate towards, right? I do watch AEW shows as well. Like their last show was like a lot of fun, 
especially that like cinematic street fight thing that was mental um but yeah like not like i don't bitch and moan about wrestling on twitter uh but like i don't do it to that extent <laughs> uh for me i've got a group chat where i put all my bitching and moaning in so nobody has to can i please can i please be added to this group chat so i don't ruin my twitter timeline for employment <laughs> Oh, but the, 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 most of the time it's just sharing a tweet going, what a prick. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So I can't, so don't say out loud. I'm just like, no, I'll put it in here and it'll just say, look at this, this knob. I'll just, uh, oh, it's just, yeah, wrestling Why fans. is Otis rubbing his belly? <laughs> I know, that, that I totally understand. It's, it's, it's someone going, uh, someone going, oh, Otis is the greatest of all time. And I'll be like, what the? I can tell you from Sean's not going to be happy. <laughs> Sean, leave him alone. Uh, I, I mean, he's, 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 he's better than Tucky. So, we'll, we'll give that. Tucky doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Tucker's in the Andre Giant Battle Royal. I was as shocked as everyone else <laughs> when I saw that. I was like... Uh, I hate... Um, I'm, no, I'm no touching that with a 10-foot pole because I will explode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it, yeah. Twitter is such a cesspit when it comes to wrestling. Nobody has the right opinion. But that's not it's Just opinion. Twitter. <laughs> no. Bye. No, it's it's an opinion place. It's 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 subjective. I mean, people could be clearly wrong about things. Yeah. But again, it's an opinion. Um it's like yeah, it's an opinion, but like there's a line exactly linking back to Michael Sigrid. There's an opinion, but there's a line where it crosses into genuine bias and nothing's worse than a biased writer and an obviously biased writer. Uh, I mean that's the thing with AEW for for me, like I every time I watch it, I'm like, so this is my opinion again, people that are listening, um, or watching. I watch it and I'm like, oh this is okay, quite into this, and then they'll make a snarky comment about Oh, you won't see this in the, uh, 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 over there in, in the Thunderdome. Like, ah, you know, you've ruined it for me now. I'm just, nah, I'm done. No, just leave me to enjoy it. NXT lets me enjoy it. They don't talk exactly. about the competition. They just let me enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Some of it can be crap, but let me enjoy it. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I do think Gargano at the minute is hilarious. Just the stuff he's doing with the way is just some of the funniest things I've seen in a while. Like, yeah. Gargano's like the best white meat baby face you can find, but like he somehow works as this annoying, whinging, moaning, bitching dickhead heel, and it's fantastic. Uh, well, I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I get kind of... I, I find uh, Jerry Gargano... Oh, we're, we're just shooting all, all angles in this, one, in this particular episode. But... Um, I find that uh, Johnny Gargano is like the Poochie of NXT. Whereas in The Simpsons, I don't know if that's a reference that's going to go over your head, but it's like... It's gone no, way it's over gone. the head. Well, it's like the Poochie. It's it's like um, when when we're not... We don't see Johnny Gargano. We must be thinking, where is Johnny Gargano? And I just find that it's, it's just... Often, sometimes it could be Johnny Gargano's on this show. We must mention Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. I think it's not as bad now, but it, there was a point where I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm fed up with Johnny Gargano now. I haven't even seen him yet on this show. It's just been mentioned too much. Um, right, we'll go back to some stupid questions. We'll all calm down, go back into positivity. Otis sucks. All right, uh, stupid questions. What's your favourite dinosaur? Uh, uh, the funk has... <laughs> Go for it, go for it, yes. The, funk- <laughs> the Funkasaurus brought us clay. Yes, brilliant. It's a f- a stone took Luchasaurus, so I don't want to be a coffee cat. Oh, uh, well, still got Funkadactyls. They're still available in the uh, the pecking order. You know what, I'm, I'm taking them too. Sorry, guys, I'm taking them too and lumping them as a package. They're mine. <laughs> I, I, anyone who mentions anything that's not an actual dinosaur, brilliant. And he comes yes. from the planet Funk. We 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 need more wrestling dinosaurs. It's it's as simple as that. We need more characters, yeah, like, like a yes. wrestling dinosaur. I mean, as soon as like, I just wish AW would settle with with trying to to just please a minority of fans. Because as soon as I saw there was a guy dressed as a dinosaur, I was like, 
oh, I need this. Yes. And then I started watching, I was like, I need this on mute. And, <laughs> he, and he can do a backflip, like... And just, ah, oh, more Luchasaurus. Just anything with, with Lucha and dinosaurs. Uh, back to wrestling, kind of. Back to your uh, wrestling. So, is there, is there any, what's your kind of style then? What, what are you kind of, are you power-based? Uh, are you Lucha? Are you technical? I'm a bit... I'm a bit lucha and I'm a bit scrappy, I guess. Um, basically, I'm an amalgamation of all my favourite wrestlers, just just sort of ruined it a little bit so far, but we'll get there. Um, I A lot of my moves are lucha-based, and I do, like, so far I've got, like, a bit of a fire face thing about me, so far, I, I think. Um Obviously, I've still got a hell of a lot to go, so we'll see how it develops. But so far, yeah, it's just sort of flashy, high fly, drop kicks, head scissors, arm drags, things like that, mainly. And then, of course, when you eventually um, are able to get into an actual ring, you can throw in some rope based springboard stuff. Yeah. Just top rope. So, if you find that, I mean, your boxing background, of course, that probably helped with like rhythm, I'm guessing. Placements uh, and that foot placements. Um, to be, it's uh, it's a bit different with wrestling. Like, it does certainly help with a lot of things, but wrestling is so much, like, a lot different to boxing. Where it's like, boxing's so specific. You're in the same stance all the time. You don't move, but with wrestling, you're always moving. Your feet, your feet position changing for a lot of different moves. For this thing, it's this. For this thing, it's that. It it does help, but just wrestling still that little bit disconnected from everything that's just not quite the same although boxing has helped with things like keeping up my cardio and such so yeah it's that weird thing wrestling's just not got a a hole for it to be in i mean it's, it's mm -hmm. dug itself a hole quite easily but like it has it's not not specifically entertainment it's not specifically sports it's sports entertainment mm -hmm. but sports entertainment isn't a category in anything it's just a word just a buzzword for like, things. I did a research project for college this year on strength and conditioning in wrestling. And it's like, it's every aspect of health and skill-related fitness you can think of. If you're going to be a wrestler, you need to be a genuine all-round athlete as well as look good, right? I feel as if wrestling really deserves a bigger spotlight, especially in the fitness industry. Whereas we need everything. Name me another athlete that needs everything. And and with that also, you need you need also emote and do the character Bummer. thing. So so not only are you thinking uh, right, I've got to stand here, I've got to catch them, I've got to move here, I've also got to get the crowd to cheer, I've got to make sure that I'm in the right place, I've got to make sure that if I hit it, I've got to hit it in the correct way. If I don't hit it in the correct way, I'm going to get hurt. And if I get hurt. Another person's going to get hurt. If another person gets hurt, then I'm going to get hurt more. So it's just over and over and over again. It's Actually, a massive it's, snowball. It's the most complicated thing in the world. And I think nowadays, um, I think people are, like even passive fans are coming out of work and actually see what it is. It's it's an all-round kind of thing. It's just getting that, that um, still getting that respect in a, in a more... Uh, overall entertainment slash sports. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you speak to anyone nowadays, it's not embarrassing to say you're a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it was when you started, and it definitely was when I started, because, well, no, when I started, it was actually era, because I'm old. But when, when like, mid-2000s, it was not cool to be a wrestling fan. Um, but, yeah, for, for for yourself, it was probably the same. What, what are your parents' thoughts on you? continuing this venture it's not a phase um, doing it. well mum's a nurse and let's just say she's a bit scared but she's supportive and dad just dad's a family he's just like yeah you do you and I'm like he's the one that takes me training every week so obviously I, I think he's okay with it um but yeah I think my parents have always just been like yeah if that's what you want to do go for it and yeah that's what I'm gonna do uh, same with friends, or is most of your friends now the ones that are training? Um, some of my friends are just like, so So do you still do this 
wrestling thing. What, what, what are you doing? Like, how does it work? And I'm just like, it would take me f- probably two and a half hours to explain it. So we're just not going to go there. But yeah, I'm doing it. And I'm doing it okay. <laughs> you should, should get, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is just, this is what I was wearing today. But maybe a Grant McIver t-shirt is what you require. Still um, going the wrestling. Still, still yes, doing the wrestling. That's that's. Contact them. Just anyone asks, you just go. Yeah, just that answers <laughs> it for me. Um, yeah, it's just to end up being. I, I usually wear my SWM branded one, but I realise that folk think what might think after about twenty episodes of me wearing it that <laughs> it's only t-shirt I own now. Um, so I'm trying to mix it up with other wrestlers' t-shirts. Um, I've got like a, just an absolute mountain of, of wrestling t-shirts now. Uh, so you said that the last show you went to was FCW, uh, Fair City in Perth, which is handy because of course you're in Perth here. Um, so was that, the, was that the first one you went to, you said? Was that the first one you uh, actually went to? The first one I went to was, I think, December 2019, December or November. Um, it was a great show, lots of stuff, but I had to get a bus home for the main event, which sort of sucked. You know, I still had a great time, a lot of fun. And it it was just great to be like a part of a wrestling atmosphere again. Like as not just, you know, doing the wrestling, like as someone in the crowd. Like, because I've never properly had that before. I went to a WWE event as a kid. Yeah, but like, it's not the same as like being like surrounded at an indie event, I guess. Yeah, if you find it at, uh... Well, I don't know about yourself, but I find that the WWE ones, it's the kids that are super excited and mm-hmm. because they're usually cool with their parents. So there's at least a, I don't know, 30% part of that crowd that doesn't understand a thing that's happening and they're just there to be, they've spent 50 quid on themselves to go uh, to a WWE show, which, I mean, unless you're going to enjoy it, it's a lot of money to spend. At least if you're going to Fair City or, or what have you, it's like £12 at the door. <laughs> so it's not a, it's not a huge yeah. investment and you're going to probably find something you like um, so I, out of like uh, British wrestling in general who, who are a couple of your favourites that, that you enjoy watching British wrestling in general um, I started off with British wrestling watching NGW on the WrestleTop YouTube channel actually so a lot of those guys like have always stuck with me your Matt Myers Nathan Cruz Rampage Brown Robbie X like those guys have always sort of stuck with me um, in the general Scottish scene, um, Leighton Buzzard, Daz Black, Ian Skinner. Um, there's so many names going through my head, I don't know who to pick. I think uh, Talon Jr. has really impressed me from what I've seen. He's got a massive future. Check out the Future Shock if you want to know more. Um, I don't think you can really narrow it down. Like There's so much good talent across not only Scotland, but the rest of the UK, there's just so many great names that you just can't, you can't really justify it by only picking a few. Like, everyone's fantastic. And as far as your first match then, which who knows when it'll be at this rate because of COVID, um, is there anyone in particular that you'd want to be in the ring with? Um, a couple of names that I could think of. Daniel Clark, Danny Clark from, you've probably seen him on a couple of pro wrestling Scotland shows. Like, he's fantastic. I've wrestled him generally at training before, but I feel as if he is an untapped talent who could genuinely go as far as your likes of Daz Black. Like, I've not seen someone so good at his age, like, so far. Maybe besides your... Um, Alex Parker, but Daniel Clark's on. I really want to wrestle Danny Edwards. Give me Danny Edwards, um, just because not only I have a good rapport with him, like he's fantastic in everything he does. Like he's just the perfect sniveling little dickhead heel. Like name me someone who is annoying yet profoundly enticing as Danny Edwards, and I would say. Dean Ford and Stone Malone are two people I want to wrestle as well. Like they're just both great. That's your, that's your first year started, at the very least. Yeah, uh, like honestly, give me anyone in the academy and I'm going to be absolutely buzzing. 
because everyone in the academy is fantastic and I feel as if we all work well together no matter who you're with. Also, Jason Hyde. Definitely Jason Hyde because I don't know. He could probably throw me for miles, but if I'm quick, I can avoid him and it's okay. Um, we've got one last question, which I forgot about. I found it now because it was a, a different thread. Uh, it was from uh, Rain. She put, uh, what do you feel you need to tackle in order to progress in your future in wrestling and how do you plan on seeing that through? Oh, so first thing is definitely my size and my physique. Um, being told like every week for two years, two almost three years straight, get bigger, get bigger, get bigger, get bigger. So it's obviously focusing on the strength and hypertrophy side of fitness and weightlifting and training. I feel as if I need to develop a lot more in terms of psychology, understanding psychology, why we do every little thing we do and why it's so important just behind your moves, entrance, character, just linking everything together. I think character development is something I need to look at also, and it's something I've started thinking about. Just who am I as a wrestler and how can I portray that? Uh, those are some of the key aspects I need to learn, as well as just wrestling more, because the only way you get better at something is by doing it over and over and over. So. Hopefully when stuff's open back up, I can be wrestling more, progressing more, progressing more in every aspect. And certainly from the, the guys that are coming up on the Looking Sharp online dojo, because it's the Sharp Dojo series, um, it's definitely names that for most for most of the things you're looking to progress, um, they'll certainly have uh, a thing or two about it. Hector Guerrero, uh, especially, he, he, didn't, he didn't have the size, but he was able to... Uh, make something work he was able to 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 find a style it was it was he's a guerrero so there was always kind of something yeah. in his blood anyway and then you got like doug williams of course who who does have that um that just just wrestling he's able to, he's to one of the greatest to ever come out of this country like, that's your that's your psychology very easily um i don't know how bull will fit in but i'm sure he'll find he'll have uh, some piece of the puzzle oh, yeah uh, because that's all it is. It's, it's just finding all these pieces. Uh, and like a lot of these pieces I've already picked apart. Like, I got so much from Just Incredible, Selena, Bufa, as well as Lou and Krieger. Like, I've gotten so much already. Like, it's insane. Um, I mean, Lou is, is, is a perfect guy for, for for that, for your size, for saying that yeah. uh, people find they need to get bigger. When you see Lou, when he started, he was, well, he was like, 12 but he was he was just this tiny guy who who made up for it with this humongous character uh and then is kind of he's still bulking but he's still that massive character so it's if, if any i mean everyone that listens from is just uh, a great person to find a puzzle piece from but lou is definitely uh a wealth of knowledge i mean i, I spoke to him for two and a half hours and i learned a bunch of stuff and i had i could have learned more but i was thinking by that point it was half past nine and I thought, <laughs> uh, one of us is going to have to give up soon, so I'm going to I'm going to take the reins here <laughs> and just stop the interview. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's find all that find all those puzzle pieces and put them together to make your big picture. Have you thought of of your what what's, what's your thoughts so far on your gimmick? Any spoilers? Have you got a ring name uh, in mind? Let's just say I don't get the word quit. So you've got that to look forward to. Thanks for joining us, Mr. Ken Quit. Uh, <laughs> uh, where can people find you on social media before we go? Um, socials, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Tom Humphreys. Good luck spelling the last name. Uh, Twitter, Tom underscore Humph, H-U-M-P-H-7-5. And you can find me on Instagram, T-O-M dot H-M-P-H-R-Y-S underscore. I have no clue how I remembered that. Uh, that's about it, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, this has been a fascinating chat in the Sharp Dojo series. This is the third edition uh, for April. Uh, not for April. It's the first one in April. It's the only one in April. But it's the third edition of the show and uh, it, it seems to be going well. I haven't had a, a mess up so far. I still don't know if, if Lou's sent a folk to me as a punishment or as a prize, but <laughs> I'm hoping it's the, it's, it's the latter. I was going to say the former. That was definitely wrong. Um, anyway, yes, thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure.
Right. I, I don't know what's happened, but we forgot a question. I think it's very important that we ask it. Uh, Tom, what would win in a fight? Two sheep or one cow? <laughs> Two sheep. Do you have And here's uh, why, right? Okay, yes. Obviously, Logan Storm said that, you know, the whole ram effect that the back straightening going through the cow on top of the number advantage of two sheep versus one cow, like, I, I don't think the cow stands a chance. Like, I know, I, I guess I'm getting my protein, like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, everyone's got a different answer. Well, not everyone. There's, there's two answers. No, everyone's got a different answer. But um, it's the logic that people go with it. Um, I started with with thinking that it was going to be a like a cat and mouse thing between a sh two sheep and a cow. But I'm, I'm still I'm still on the side of two sheep. Um, I just don't think it's going to be as organised as them, them forcing a cow off a, a, a ledge. Um, but we're still, still going for two sheep. Anyway, yes, that was the final question. Don't know how this is going to come out on the on the recording or the video, but uh, yeah, right. Let's let's hope that's worked. Two sheep. 